Welcome to The Gary Smith Show. For the next hour, Gary will be taking your calls and answering your emails as he discusses personal development as it relates to your business, your career, and your personal life. Gary is a successful businessman and entrepreneur and is the founder and president of Optimum Performance Technologies, LLC. Gary is a business consultant, business and personal coach, and a professional speaker and writer who has dedicated his life to helping businesses and individuals develop and implement plans to take their companies and their lives to new levels of performance and success. Gary is the author of two outstanding books, The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, and Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed. If you have a question or comment for Gary, please call in at 860-432-9735 or email him at questions at optex.com. You can also learn more about Gary by visiting his website, optex.com. And now, here's Gary Smith. Happy Saturday morning, everyone. Welcome to the Gary Smith Show. Great to have you along for the ride this morning, especially on a cold and rainy Saturday morning. I was kind of got chilled to the bone driving up here uh, this morning. Uh, 47 degrees at my house, uh, and uh, the rain is coming down. And we do need the rain anyway. And some of you, uh, after a long work week, uh, were uh, were looking forward, or maybe not so looking forward, to getting out and working in the yard today. So you get a little bit of a reprieve as the as the rain is coming down. So uh, get a hot cup of coffee, a hot cup of tea, maybe some hot chocolate. Grab your uh, your notebook and pen and pencil and sit down and get ready to take some notes. We've got a, a really, really good show for you today. Thanks to Zach Hutchinson, my producer, for being in studio this morning. I always look forward to seeing him every Saturday morning and getting a chance to uh, spend some time together as we as we bring you the, the show. And, and what I hope you're finding is, uh, is rewarding stuff uh, as far as information and things like that. Uh, today, our guest is Chris Hamilton. Uh, Chris is a business and leadership consultant, and his passion is to equip and empower entrepreneurs to increase their level of excellence in the marketplace and live out their God-given greatness. He helps businesses thrive by elevating their influence and income with proven methodologies and results-driven business strategies. He also believes that sound faith and marketplace excellence should coexist to support the renewal of industries. And Chris and his wife, Lauren, uh, live down in New York City. I actually uh, met Chris through... um, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Stephanie Callahan from Callahan Solutions. Uh, those of you who have been regular listeners to the program know that Stephanie was on uh, a few months ago. And Stephanie was kind enough to introduce me to uh, to Chris, who's a wonderful Christian guy. And he and I have spent uh, the past couple of months getting to know each other and Actually, the uh, recorded segments we're going to be playing for you today were recorded uh, probably about a month or a month and a half ago. Uh, but Chris is a really, really great guy. He has a real heart for the Lord as well as a passion for um, for business and entrepreneurism. And today we're going to be talking about how Jesus would build a business. And uh, so we're going to jump right into that uh, with our first segment with, uh, with Chris. But you're going to have a, a lot of fun listening to Chris today. So here's our first segment with Chris Hamilton. Okay, so our topic today, folks, is a really, really interesting one. And that uh, topic is how would Jesus grow a business? And I don't know how many of you have actually thought about that. 
when you've read through the life of Jesus in the in the New Testament, how many of you have focused just on the three years of ministry that he did prior to uh, to his crucifixion? And how many of you have actually stopped and realized that he was you know, he was the son of Joseph? And uh, as such, Joseph was a carpenter and Jesus grew up in the carpentry business. Uh, so, you know, how many of you focused in on the fact that Joseph and, and Jesus were self-employed carpenters? So they ran a business in, uh, in Nazareth and, and uh, they had to apply some principles in there. And that's what we're going to be discussing today with our guest, Chris Hamilton. So, Chris, before we, uh, before we jump into things, I just want to say, uh, man, it's, it's been really great uh, getting to know you. I'm looking forward mm -hmm. to continuing our relationship together. But just thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. Absolutely. This is quite the honor. I'm really excited to uh, talk with you about this, Gary. And uh, this is just a big passion of my heart and uh, a part of how I run and operate my business as well. So this is really exciting. Okay, cool. So we're dealing with the question, if Jesus was here on earth today, how would he go about building a business? And, and we've already talked about mm -hmm. he was a carpenter, so he was self-employed. And Chris, you've come up with, with five essential principles that you right. believe uh, you know, would have guided Jesus' uh, mind and his thoughts if he were here on the earth today and, and creating or, or growing a business of his own. And, mm -hmm. and the first one that you've put out there is that excellence and integrity open the door to influence, not necessarily a message. So tell our listening audience what you mean by that. Well, what we see in, in the life of Christ is by the time that he had a message, right, by the time that he actually opened his mouth, he was about 33 years old, right? But uh, he had a personal reputation of being both wise and mature, right? But that's what gave him favor with people all around. That's really what really increased his influence was the, his fame of good deeds and being a champion of the humble, if you will. And so that's what opened his door to influence. So by the time that he was going to influence, he also had an incredible reputation really within his own business. If you think about it, Dorothy Sayers has this incredible statement, Gary. He's, she, she says that he didn't just build tables, but good tables. And after all, no crooked tables or shoddy chests of drawers came out of the carpenter shop at Nazareth. And so I, I think it's really important that excellence is a primary piece of our businesses. And so a lot of people that I talk to and work with, they want to focus first on you know, increasing their market share or their profit margins um, or courting investment capital or just simply trying to break even, right? Um, and I believe all of that can be summed up into being influential in the marketplace because I believe that influence equals income and impact. And so really focusing on what is the excellence in our business. Um, Seth Godin, uh, a, a phenomenal thinker of our day in business, I think you'd agree with that because he says, you know, the best marketing strategy you'll ever need is an excellent product and service. That's it. Best marketing strategy. And so, you know, some questions, Gary, for, for us to consider as, as those in business uh, is, is, one, a professional level of excellence within our product and service. You know, a friend once told me, he said, he said, Chris, be so excellent that you cannot not be seen. Be so excellent that you cannot not be seen. So it's, it's, it's really important that our quality of service and product truly go above and beyond the average. And then the second place of excellence is just with the way that we treat people. You know, what's the level of kindness and respect 
and um, what is the impact of our business. There's an excellence that, uh, you know, even today within sustainability, it's a very popular area within business, isn't it, Gary? It's a, the triple bottom line. And so an excellent business is one that really cares about the impact of both people and profit and the environment. And so it really can span pretty, pretty far and wide. But, but, but suffice to say, we see that Jesus first focused on excellence before he said, you know what, listen to me. And that's what we want to do as business people. Wow, that's some, some really good stuff, uh, Chris. And as you were saying that, uh, one of the things that kind of popped into my mind was the, was the whole idea that, uh, that function follows structure. Yeah. And so, and so, as you were saying, you know, getting out there, and you know, there, you know, when when anybody starts a business, you know, the the main thing is, well, I want market share, I want to be able to get out there, and I want to get profits and and things like that. But mm -hmm. really, have they backed up, and and are they using the structure of their business? Have they built their foundation, or built their business on the right foundation, and the right kinds of principles? And and do they have those guiding principles that uh, that literally walk with them every day, so that every decision mm -hmm. that they make, they're looking back and saying, "Does this support, or does this agree with what I've said I want to be about?" And if, right. and if so, great. And if not, then I have to find a different way to do things. That that I think it is in essence what you're. Saying, right? It is, absolutely. You're, you're speaking directly to integrity and excellence there. Because the people that uh, we grow our business with, right, our, our clients and uh, our, our partners, they want to know that they can trust us in business. And it's, it's a, it, you know, it, it comes down to trust. It comes down to building that relationship. Instead of being transactional in business, it's being relational by being excellent and integrous. So you're, you're absolutely right on. Yeah, and, and as you're, you're talking, I'm thinking of, a, of an experience I had uh, with a, well, it was a story mm -hmm. that a Christian uh, businessman friend of mine told me. He was down in Florida and had run a, a printing uh, manufacturing company. Actually, what he okay. did was he built, his company built uh, printing machines primarily to be used in the, uh, in the printing of CDs, uh, printing the, the pictures and everything on CDs. Mm -hmm. And... He had built quite a nice business, uh, and I remember being with him one day, and we went out to lunch, and we were sitting in this restaurant, and he said, in this very seat three years ago, I, I almost lost my integrity. And I said, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. And he said, well, he said, at that point in time, our business was really struggling financially. And he said, I wasn't quite sure what to do. And he said, we had the opportunity to bid on some business that would, uh, if we won the order, it would be about $3 million worth of business yeah. to our company. And he said, it was, a, it was a big deal. He said, it was huge. And I was very, very intent on getting this business. And he said, uh, we had put the quote out there there and I got a call from one of the fellows who was engin an engineer at the purchasing company and he mm -hmm. said uh, he said the fellow wanted to come over and speak with me uh, and go through the paperwork and everything so he said he came over we went through the paperwork and everything and he said we came out to this very restaurant sat in this very booth to have lunch together and he said while we're sitting there he said the guy reaches in his briefcase and pulls out a magazine and opens it up to a certain page and he puts it in front of me and he said it's a picture of this beautiful like $700 shotgun and he said I looked at it and said gee that's really really nice is that something that you know that you're looking forward to buying and he said no he said if you want to get the order for this business you're going to buy that for me and he said 
you know, instantly I see the future of my business flashing before my eyes, you know, and realizing that if I don't cooperate with this guy, I may not get this $3 million worth of business. But he said, then I came back to my my foundational principles and having built my business on, on Jesus Christ. And he said, I looked yeah. at the guy and I said, uh, I'm sorry, but that's not the way I do business. And and he said, the fellow looked at me and he said, you would throw away $3 million worth of business over a $700 shotgun. And he said, no, he said, it's not a matter of the money. He yeah. said, the money's got nothing to do with it. He said, if I do this for you, he said, I'm giving away my personal integrity. And he said, my personal integrity is worth much more than $3 million of business. He said, I'm, wow. so I'm sorry, I can't do it. And he said, the guy instantly put it away, packed up and went back to his, uh, went back to where he came from. And he said, I went back and met with my staff and told them what had happened and told them that, uh, you know, that, that we were not going to get that order, that we'd have to look for business elsewhere. And he said, the next morning the phone rang and my secretary told me that it was the president of the company mm -hmm. that uh, we had quoted, the guy, the $3 million business that we were trying to get. And he said, I'm calling to personally give you the purchase order for the business. And he said, I sat back and he said, I asked myself, what in the world is going on? And he said, the fellow yesterday uh, was, was doing that for a reason. I had mm -hmm. to, I had to know that I could trust you, you know, and, and, and that I believe is it's the power of standing in who we are as Christians and at mm -hmm. the same time realizing that if we will consistently do the right sorts of things, if we focus on quality, if we focus on that customer service and, and that, you know, that personal integrity and just being excellent in everything that we do, God will ultimately honor that and our businesses will grow and our lives will be blessed because of it. I, I absolutely agree. And I think it's a spiritual principle that could apply, uh, regardless of whether someone would call themselves a person of faith. I think that God honors integrity. I think that He actually blesses integrity and He blesses excellence, and because uh, He's wired us as human beings to really work with that type of creative, integrous excellence, because we actually are just a reflection of who He is, whether you know we're people of faith or not. So I think there's this, prin this principle that people can tap into that can really accelerate. Uh, and, and really I define who they are in a very powerful way. Yeah, and, and kind of a follow-on to that, Chris, do you think mm -hmm. that people, people who may not be believers, but people mm -hmm. who, are, who really do strive to be people of integrity and to do things with excellence, do you think that in many cases that that becomes the pathway through which they really are led to a personal relationship with Christ? It can be. It really can be. Um, I can't say that that's an all-or-nothing statement, but absolutely. Absolutely, because what they find is that the human heart is really wired, in my opinion. This is purely my opinion, but the human heart is wired to know God. It's wired to know Christ. And so uh, it can be a pathway to really understand, oh, this God is ultimately good and excellent and full of integrity, and he has my best intentions in mind, and he wants to bless my business and my life. If I will just, you know, participate with the created order— you know, the, the things that God has put into place and, and that, that we can begin to participate with and cooperate with, if there's a blessing that follows that, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with, uh, with that statement. Well, that's our first segment with, uh, with Chris Hamilton. I hope you guys are taking some really, really good notes because the wisdom that he's bringing about, uh, about business and, and how it ties into having a relationship with Christ is just so vital. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we will be back with more of The Gary Smith Show.
My organization asked me to find a speaker for one of our major events. I didn't know where to turn until a friend recommended that I contact Gary Smith. Gary was easy to work with and affordable. He designed and delivered an amazing program that met all of our needs. This is Gary Smith. If you're looking for a speaker who will entertain, educate, and inform your audience, call me at 203-599-1467 to discuss your specific requirements. I speak on a wide range of business, personal development, and spiritual topics, and I'll create a program that is guaranteed to please. Again, I'm Gary Smith, and I look forward to your call, 203-599-1467. Temps will stay on the cool side across the Connecticut Valley, upper 50s this afternoon, mostly clear near 40 tonight, sunny, a pleasant day tomorrow, 60, and a bit milder Columbus Day as warm air starts moving northward, partly sunny, low to mid-60s. Randy Berkson with a WSDK weather update. Hey, this is Daniel Fazina, and I would like to invite you to join me on Divine Intervention, the interview show that features intriguing people who've experienced the hand of God in amazing ways. Sundays at 4 p.m. on WSDK. More information about the show, free downloads, and podcasts are available at our website, divineinterventionradio.com. Divine Intervention, Sundays at 4 p.m. on WSDK. Welcome back to the Gary Smith Show here on this rainy Saturday morning. Hope you're enjoying the show with Chris Hamilton so far. We've been talking about uh, how would Jesus build a business, and one of the first things we talked about was integrity and and that we need to be relational versus transactional, building relationships with people. That's one of the things I often talk with people about, especially when it comes to customer service, is that uh, you need to be involved with your customers. You need to interact with them because building that relationship uh, allows them to get to know you and try you, and that's what ultimately leads to business. So those are some of the things we've been talking about. And we're going to jump right back in with more of our interview with Chris Hamilton. Let's move on to principle number two. Uh, your principle number two in, in how would Jesus grow a business is mm-hmm. learn to be okay starting where you are, even if it seems small. And I, mm-hmm. and I would think that that is something that uh, a lot of people, especially those starting businesses today, that's something that, that business people really struggle with because we've been, we've been raised in an environment of instant everything. You want oh, something, man. go buy it. Yep. You know, uh, you know the microwave. You know, we've become the microwave kind of generation. So, so speak <laughs> to that a little bit in 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 the whole concept of learning to be okay right where you are. I can speak really powerfully to this because I was not okay <laughs> with where I was when I started. Um, I compared, I competed, and I complained. I tell you, um, when I began in business years ago, it was uh, it was so hard for me to really embrace this principle. But as I really searched uh, the scriptures, I began to realize that uh, that I had an ideal that God didn't have for me, and that I was not honoring the created process that God had had created for everybody to go through to build something lasting. And I had to honor, I had to go through it so that I actually could gain the glean, glean the wisdom uh, of 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 just trying you know trying something and seeing if it works and 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 tweaking things and making sure that you know you're growing something um, excellent again and and what we see in the life of Christ as I skipped through the scriptures I said you know uh, Christ had a humble beginning you know he started really small in fact you mentioned this this idea that that God shed his divinity in a way I mean he was still fully God but fully man but 
he shed his his rights as God and came in the form of a baby. He he walked our soil. He breathed our air. You know, he limited himself in in a way, um, and in through that he he gained a a reputation by being uh, growing the momentum slowly, right? And um, gosh, by the time that he died upon the cross, he only had a handful of followers. It was not this world dominating <laughs> kind of religion. It was just a handful of followers. But um, they became the very best ambassadors of his message because he really, really worked to um, towards a, towards uh, excellence and quality. And, uh, and it's the same idea, Gary, that uh, not to let anyone despise you because of your youth. You know, there's that idea that the principle in the scripture, again, you know, just because you're young, don't let anyone despise you, but set an example instead. And so even if, if, if so, someone is young in business, set an example of, of, of focus, set an example of hard work, set an example of, of, of how you're going to um, you know, embrace humility and, and really embrace courage and risk. Set these examples and then refuse to compare and compete and complain, compete in a bad way. The competition is not always bad, but like where I compete so that I can make myself feel better about myself. I, you know what, Gary, I, 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 I preach this all the time. I uh, run your own race, build your own business. You know, they may be killing it, if you will, but you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. And everybody has to crawl before they walk, don't they? And then we have to walk before we run. So, you know, it's, it's the idea of giving um, ourselves permission to be where you are in the process. So the questions I, I really want to challenge our listeners to consider is even in your small beginnings, um, don't, don't miss the windows to really create momentum, right? And those momentum are, are those big wins, if you will, that I call, that, that you're actually doing for your clients, uh, whether it's a product or service making sure that you're asking for feedback, you know, and that there's a feedback loop that's actually um, uh, you can measure and build and learn from. So feedback loop, and that you're also doing this with your employees and your customers so that you can grow internally and you can grow externally, right? And while you're small, you can actually capture some market share and some momentum because you're a small firm perhaps, or maybe you're just starting that other companies, they're already set in their ways, that they're harder for them to be as flexible. And then last, I'd say um, capture those testimonials about how awesome your work is because the social proof in those early stages, social proof is always, always important, but that social proof is important early on as you build credibility in business. So there are things to do even though you're small. Small does not mean insignificant. Small just means small. Small just you know means you're beginning somewhere. Wow, that's that's some really sound sound wisdom, and you know I, I think that part of it is is that although mm -hmm. we're talking about learning to be okay starting where you are, I think maybe yeah. there's a maybe there's a precursor to that, and that is to learn to be okay with who you are. Um, you know, with who you are as an individual, because I think that a lot of the insecurities or a lot of the, like you were saying, the comparing, the competing uh, mm -hmm. in a negative way that goes on in business is because uh, we don't have that sense of inner peace, that sense of inner confidence with, with who we are. Um, yeah. and, and a classic example, I mean, I have, uh, I have a number of people who have been on my show and, and lots of them are people who in one way or another compete with what I do. And I've 
had and I've had you know people in my listening audience come to me and say, well, gee, why do you have somebody like Chris on your show when it's obvious that he does some of the same things that you do? And it's like, and my answer to that mm-hmm. is because I'm trying to reach an audience with a message. Uh, I, yeah. I want to I want to help people. That's where my heart is. I really want to have a customer centric business, and yeah. to me that involves embracing people in the marketplace who do a lot of the same things that I do, but who come at it from a different perspective with a different set of experiences. And yeah. and if there's one person, you know, like when you and I are talking, Chris, if there's mm-hmm. one person in the audience who hears the same message from you that they've heard from me, but they hear it in a way that resonates more strongly with them than mm-hmm. when I say it, then that's what it's all about. But in order to be able to do that, we have to sit back and say, you know what, I'm comfortable in my own skin. And I believe that if I'm doing the right things and I'm just out there serving people, that ultimately at some point in time, that's going to come back to me. And you know, that's really attractive, uh, Gary, in, in both life and in business, right? To be around someone, you know, and, and you you settle into that very, very well, uh, you know, and to be around someone who is uh, just comfortable, I love the way you say that, comfortable in your own skin, because what it says is that, hey, you know what, I I know I'm in process just like everybody else and where I'm at is a great place because I'm valuable. And, and, and here's the thing. It's that, that phrase, I, I'm going to butcher it, but it's the idea that your, your glory, your brilliance, your brightness does not take away from someone else's, right? You can be just as glorious and brilliant. It does not diminish someone else's. So someone else can be just as glorious and bright and they can be just as, as um, amazing in business or in life. It doesn't take away from yours. Right. And and it really, in many respects, it becomes additive. You know, if I'm a hundred watt mm-hmm. bulb and you're a hundred watt bulb, when we get together and we're working together to reach an, or an audience and to project mm-hmm. a message out there, we're combined. We're a 200 watt bulb. Yeah. Uh, and so, and that, and that is really, that is really important. But there's so many misconceptions about those sorts of things. I'll, I'll tell you another quick story. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a fellow here in Connecticut whose name is John Rankin. Uh, he's okay. uh, head of the Theological Institute of Connecticut. And John regularly goes over to the UK. He's a Christian, a very outspoken Christian, and he regularly goes over to the UK. And there is a, a gentleman over there who's part of the Muslim faith, and mm-hmm. he he the two of them regularly debate each other. And when yeah. they and when they're up on stage debating each other, I mean they let it all hang out. They get out there, they make their points, they argue with one another, they disagree. Yeah. And and, and John tells the story about after a debate that he had done at Oxford. University said one of the people who had attended the debate came up to him and said, Dr. Rankin, uh, the way you debate, the way you two debate each other, you must hate each other. And he said, I, I looked at him like he had three heads and said, hate him? He's one of my best friends. And he said, well, how can that be? And he said, just because we disagree theologically doesn't mean that I have to hate the guy. He said, as a matter of fact, he said, I, after we're done here tonight, I'm going to his house for dinner. <laughs> you know, and, and so, and, and that's the, I think, is a powerful concept to learn is that, you know, everywhere you go and everything you do in business, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you and I can work together. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to see eye to eye on things or that we're always going to agree. But if we take right. the right attitude, we can complement each other and we can help each other and we can get the right message out there. That's really a good perspective. I fully agree. 
Well, we're having a great time uh, talking with Chris Hamilton, learning so much from him. Just a couple of points there that I think are, are important before we go on to the next segment, and that is uh, the whole concept of growing internally and externally in your in your business. And I, I phrase it perhaps a little bit differently than Chris does, but I think that you have to have an employee-centric business before you can have a customer-centric business. When we're out there trying to uh, work in the marketplace and build our businesses, you know, our, our businesses are built on our customers and the relationships that we develop with our customers. And I've often made the comment to people that you have, uh, unless you are taking care of your employees and if your employees are engaged in the things that are going on in your business, you have absolutely no right to expect your employees to take care of your customers. Uh, you know, you have really no credibility uh, with them if you're if you're not taking care of them first. And I think that's really important. And uh, you know, and and it's it's all about serving other people. That's really what it comes down to. That your success in business and your success in life will be directly related to how you serve others, how you reach out to others, how you minister to others in the things that uh, that you're doing. Uh, so we're going to go on now and continue our conversation with Chris and talk about a couple of more points that he has in how Jesus. Would build a business. So uh, principle three is to choose a target market and a niche. And and Chris, I think this is something that's going to be very, very vital for our listeners, because in my experience of dealing with businesses, especially uh, when you're dealing with startup companies, many of the people uh-huh. who are many of the people who are running these businesses seem to be kind of like the guy who jumped on his horse and rode off wildly in all directions. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, they, they're out there and they want to be all things to all people. Uh, and they don't they sometimes don't realize until they've learned some very, very painful lessons that that's not the right way to approach a business. It is the, it's the right way to lose a lot of money and to go out of business quick, in my opinion. <laughs> and I agree. Um, it, and, it's, and it's very appealing and alluring because, you know, uh, the fear I know that a lot of people have is that, you know, if I focus, if I focus too much, I'm going to become irrelevant or I'm not going to have enough of a target market or enough clientele or enough of a, um, of a potential market to, uh, to, to grow into. And the opposite, actually, it, it couldn't be any more true as the opposite, is that whenever you really focus, and at what I say is I say go deep instead of wide. Because really what we're looking at here in today's market is that people don't want a jack of all trades. They want an expert. And so, you know, my encouragement, especially we'll look at the life of Christ and see how do we see that he did this. You know, uh, Jesus primarily focused his attention and the bulk of his work on the tribe or the nation of, of, of Israel, right? When he first came, this is God incarnate who comes to earth. He could have started anywhere, right? But he started to, cho- uh, he chose the Jewish nation. Again, if you will, in a, in, a, in a secular sense, he chose a target market. He started with, with, with a people, right? Because what his goal was, was to showcase his, his, his greatness, to showcase his, his love, to showcase his power and provision and protection to the rest of the world. I mean, we later know that God loves the entire world. He wants everyone to come into relationship with him, but yet he has to start somewhere with the people and help them become great and glorious so that everyone else says, wow, that's what it's like to be under the banner of God? Okay, I want that. And so how can we then do that within our business, right, uh, within our uh, sphere of influence, if you will, right? Um, and and, and what, you, what you might consider is, is those, at least who are listening, especially as you, as you strategically plan this year, um, I would really, really encourage you to focus on narrowly uh, defining a target market and niche within that market. And um, one of the ways to do that is really just who are you most relevant to? 
who are you most relevant to? You know, it's, it's, that's, a be- that's the best place to start. See, the reason that I believe that God came to the Jewish people first is because he was most relative to their, nar- to rel- relative to their narrative. They already had um, stories that one day a Messiah would come, one day that they would be um, redeemed from their oppressors, you know, the Roman Empire at that that time. And so he came and he embedded himself within their story. And so they were already ready, if you will. They were equipped to receive him. And so my question often for for those in business is, is what market is equipped and already ready to receive you? Who's waiting for you to show up? Who's waiting for you to show up? And you made a good point, Gary. If you tried to market to everybody, you know, if you try to be all things to all people, um, you know, your message and your market is going to be diluted. And so really going deep, like I said at the beginning, and not wide, becoming an expert instead of a, a jack-of-all-trades. And uh, you do that by by really anticipating the needs of the market, who's waiting to find you. And once you have identified that, then you know you ask yourself, how can you fulfill, be the fulfillment of their needs? How can you be fulfillment of their desires? Just in the same way that the people of Israel had a desire and a need to be to be redeemed, to be set free from their oppressors, for them to have, uh, if you will, a leader who would kind of lead them into their promised land, Jesus. He, he fulfilled that. Well, then how can we in business anticipate the needs of, of our market and fulfill that? I think that's a really powerful question to ask. Yeah, that's, that's very, very true, Chris. And, and I think part of that is realizing, too, that uh, especially in today's world, uh, there are it's impossible to, to be the corner of the market of knowledge on everything. I mean, the, as an example, the kind of work that I do, I'm really, if you boil it down, whether it's in mm-hmm. personal coaching or whether it's in consulting, I'm really a productivity specialist. That's what mm-hmm. I do, and I'm really, really good at it. But even within that field, I can take just that one realm of personal productivity, and I can spend the rest of my life studying it and still never learn everything that there is to learn uh, mm. because you know there are there are a number of thought leaders out there people like people like David Allen uh, who mm-hmm. are constantly pushing the boundaries and expanding and coming up with new ideas and new thoughts to consider about things and that's one of the hard lessons that I've had to learn over the years is that there are a few things in life that I'm very very good at and yeah. there are a whole bunch of things in life that, that I really am not good at and I shouldn't try to be good at because it's either way too much work to learn uh, or it just doesn't fit with who I am and, and, and the things that I do. And so what I've tried to do, and it's, and it's kind of like maybe it's bridging into the next subject that we're going to talk yeah. about, is I've, what I've tried to do is surround myself with people who have different skill sets than I have. And it's not that we work together. They don't work for me. I don't work for them, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of a referral based thing. So when I'm running into, uh, I may be working with a client and the client says, you know what, I'm really having a problem with this particular area of my business. Can you help me? I can look at him and say, you know what, that is really not my specialty, but I know someone who I can refer you to, Mm -hmm. who I have confidence in, will do a good job for you. Here's Chris's number. Let me call him. Let me get the two of together let me make the introduction and then see where it goes for you guys but building that network helps me get more credibility and it ultimately shares the shares some of the wealth that's out there to be had 
by giving it, it to people who are legitimate experts at what they do. That's really powerful, Gary. And and you know what else that also does for that particular person? Let's say you refer them out to someone else. It puts in their mind this uh, reality that, Gary, you are full of integrity and your yes is your yes and your no is your no. That means that when they come back to you and you actually can do what they need, you aren't just blowing smoke. You are going to follow through because otherwise, you know, you've already shown that you're full of integrity, that you can actually pass on a, on a particular client because it's in the best interest for them. And, so, yeah. um, so let's go on. And we kind of started kind of talking about this and surrounding ourselves with the right kinds of people. But your, your number mm-hmm. four principle is that of, of building a team uh, and, yep. and how, how very, very important that, that is. So you know, talk to us about, uh, about Jesus and his team mm-hmm. building skills. Well, again, if you go back to the life of Christ, what we see is that he cultivated and built a small team of 12, right? And these 12 would eventually carry on his work. His work was his message. His work was his, uh, was the way he lived his life, was the miracles, his influence. Uh, the reason that you and I and everyone knows about Christ was because of these 12 and then others that he then taught how to grow a team, if you will, right? And so it's essential that in business, like if we were to take these principles, if we were to lift them up and then place them into the realm of, of the marketplace, it's essential that if, if you plan on sustaining and scaling a business, that you grow a team of people who are going to help you grow your message and your influence and your capacity. Um, you know, Christ, he spent time with these 12. And then what we know is that he also spent even more uh, one-on-one time with three so it's, it's this idea that he had an inner team, maybe an executive team in the, in the business world, if you will, and then he had a larger leadership team. And uh, I don't think we can do it any different, you know, Gary. I believe absolutely in – you mentioned it before, but uh, it's, it's, it's assessing your own um, strengths, abilities, core competencies, your passions – and then bringing on a team member in the areas that are that are still important for your business, but that you're that aren't that are not your strong suit. And um, often, often what I've noticed, uh, and I don't, my team is 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 a, either a virtual team. I've got virtual assistants and and uh, people that do amazing work in different areas that I'm just not skilled in. They can often do it faster, uh, better, and more cost efficient than I ever could. And and I and it keeps me from pulling my hair out. <laughs> So, um, because I, I, I want to provide a great solution for my clients, just like I know you do. And so that's, that's really important because I'm not the panacea, the catch-all, the end-all, be-all of everything in business. But, uh, gosh, I, I've got a good team that uh, together we can knock some things out of the park. And, uh, and that's what we see Jesus doing. And so just a few ideas of possible positions that I want to give practically that I think are really, really important, especially as you're beginning this phase of, of expanding your team, is uh, hiring a bookkeeper or an accountant. That's a really big, important aspect to get your cash flow under control, to know where you are and your projections, to um, really understand your profit and loss statement. And, uh, and then second would be, you know, a personal assistant. Uh, I've chosen to go the virtual assistant route, uh, but someone just administrative, uh, creative, someone that can support you in things that uh, are important, but just not your, uh, your strengths. And then uh, a project manager, you know, some businesses are very project focused. And I think having someone on, t- on, on the staff who is 
he was skilled at managing a lot of moving parts at once and managing people and really, really equipping them. Uh, so a project manager type. But then there are some businesses that may not be project management focused but simply need an office manager or an operations person. Someone. So those are some roles. Um, and then eventually as you go bigger, a sales, a marketing specialist, someone whose primary role is to really uh, cultivate relationships with customers. Those are just a few of the uh, really important um, team members, if you will, to build into, uh, into your business so that you can really reach and expand more people. Well, we're having a great conversation with Chris Hamilton, and uh, we need to take a quick commercial break here, so stay tuned for more. we got one more segment with Chris. We'll be right back with The Gary Smith Show. This is that which sets you straight, and you cannot come in contact with this word without changing. Either you reject it or you grow close to it because it works inside of you. Tune in tomorrow to the Songtime broadcast as we see how to address our culture by using the Word of God. That's all right here on Songtime tomorrow. That's Songtime tomorrow morning at 5 and tomorrow afternoon at 2 here on Life Changing Radio. I've owned this company for a long time. I love what I do, but things keep getting more and more challenging. Taxes, the economy, global competition, they're coming together in a way that may put me out of business if I don't find a better, more cost-effective way of doing things. You want a better future for you and your loved ones. You feel that you have what it takes, but you just don't know where to start. I can help. My name is Gary Smith. I come alongside you to help you design a plan for your amazing future. Then I mentor you through the implementation process until you're well on your way to achieving your goals. Don't wait another second. Call me now at 203-599-1467 or email me at gary at for a free, no-obligation consultation. Folks, in addition to the station streaming on the Internet through our website, WSTK1550.com. We also want to alert you to our programming available on TuneIn Radio. On your mobile device, download the TuneIn Radio app. Then under the search bar, type in our call letters WSDK. Now you'll be able to stream our programming on your device. Plus, under the menu icon, you can see our entire program schedule. Also, many of the national programs are archived, so you can go back and listen to previous broadcasts. So no matter where you are, take life-changing radio with you on TuneIn Radio. The Connecticut Valley remains on the cool side, upper 50s this afternoon. Skies will be mostly clear for tonight, 40. Sunny, pleasant, near 60 tomorrow. Partly sunny, a bit milder Columbus Day, thanks to warm air moving northward, low to mid-60s. Randy Berkson with a WSDK weather update. Welcome back to the Gary Smith Show, where we're going to, uh, in just a second here, uh, kick off our final segment with uh, with Chris Hamilton. Uh, in our last segment, we were talking about you know a couple of really important things uh, that I wanted to highlight. One was uh, how many times people focus on trying to be th- all things to all people, and it doesn't work really, really well, that we really need to focus on narrowly defining our target markets and looking at who are we most relevant to, who are the best, who are the people that we work with the best. And trying to you know trying to focus on those industries, those personalities that uh, that we work really really well with, and where we can bring the real, the true expertise that we have in our lives to bear to help them, because that's the bottom line, as we talked about before, that. Uh, your rewards financially and otherwise in, in business and in life will be in direct proportion to the service that you render. And so focusing on rendering your service to others, but realizing what you're good at versus what you're not good at 
and, and really focusing on the areas of expertise that you have. And that's a great thing for those of you who may be considering starting a business. That's a good place to start is what are you really, really good at? And is there a demand in the marketplace for, for what it is that you do? The other thing that we talked about is building a team. And Chris was talking about that. And as, as we, I was listening again to our interview with him, uh, I'm reminded that so much of the time uh, when we are building a team and we're making those selections, business owners hire the resume but generally, when the person doesn't work out, they wind up firing the personality. So why not get a more mix in there? Really looking not just for does the person have the skill sets that you're looking for for your business, but are you hiring the right kind of personality? Are you hiring someone who, from a values point of view and a culture point of view, has what your organization really wants to be about? And are they going to be are they going to feel comfortable? Are they going to be able to engage with your team? So those are a couple of things I think that are really important. We've got one more topic to discuss with Chris. And we will uh, go into that right now. And then after that, I'll be back with some closing remarks. So here's the last segment of our interview with Chris Hamilton. We're kind of you know going short on our time here, so I want to move on to the to the final principle that we mm-hmm. were that you were were talking about, and that is focus on the one. Uh, talk to yeah. our listeners about that. So what I mean by that is focus on on people. Okay, focus on the one, the one person. We look at the life of Christ, again, going back to the life of Christ, and we see that he never saw people as a distraction to his overall purpose and mission. And countless times while he was on the way to, you know, to either a meeting or to share a message, he was often stopped to, to you know, he was inconvenienced, you know, blind men on the road, you know, men with leprosy, a sick woman, a, a grieving widow maybe, right? And each time he was never inconvenienced. And I'm always challenged by this, Gary. I, um, I can often be so focused that I'm inconvenienced. And, uh, and I can sometimes forget that, oh, right, this is all about people in the first place. But, you know, uh, the, the great Zig Ziglar, he said this amazing quote. He said, you know, you don't build a business. You build people. And then people build your business. So I've always been challenged by that in a good way. And I just always brought me back to what really matters. And it's always about people focusing on the one. And so in a very practical way, Gary, one of the ways that we can do that as business owners is, the, is to really take, take a moment and think about who in our business or who in our, in our, in our everyday business sphere uh, can we encourage, who can we equip, and who can we empower? Because that's really what leadership is. Leadership is not lording over someone. Leadership is, I and my belief, and this is very, very simplistic, but leadership is to both is to both to um, to come underneath and equip and empower. And leadership is for the purpose of protection to keep to keep something that is bad from infiltrating the the good environment. So as a leader, how can we uh, come underneath? equip and empower someone and basically have a conversation that says, hey, how can I help you succeed today? How can I help you in your, in your job description? What do you need from me so that you feel free and equipped and trained and encouraged and clear uh, boundaries, clear you know, description of what you're to do? How can I do that better? And um, you know, perhaps it may be a client or maybe a vendor or you know, it could be even you know, someone, one of your key executives. It doesn't have to be someone lower, if you will, in, 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 the, in the food chain. It could be someone in your core team. And uh, to really just inquire and say, okay, well, how can I help you succeed? This one person. Because, Gary, uh, it's all about that. It's all about the one. Because if we can do that, they're going to help build and grow the business. 
That's absolutely true. And I have lived that in so many different circumstances. Uh, one of the companies mm -hmm. I was consulting with, uh, there was a, a medical department, a medical assembly mm -hmm. department within the company that was being run by a woman who had been with the company for 25 years. Uh, she started out as a product assembler and was the best mm -hmm. product knowledgeable person that they had in the business. And when I first got there, the fellow who was the president of the company said, I want you to get rid of her. She's not doing her job. And I said, is that a man is that a mandate or is that a suggestion and he said well i'm pretty much sure that i want to do that but i'll give you the opportunity to do your own evaluation and so i went out and i spent some time looking at the department talking with her kind of wandering around with things. And uh, at the end of my first day there, I went back to him and I said, the fact that she's failing as a supervisor is not her fault, it's yours. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, you're, gonna, you're about to flush 25 years of experience with this woman who has literally come in here and given her life to this company and, and mm -hmm. you are going to lose so much if you let her go. But I said, you basically what happens is, and I said, I've seen it in hundreds of companies. You get somebody who starts out at a lower level in the business and they keep growing up through the ranks and because they're good at what they do, they're a good assembler, they're good at assembling yeah. this operation, they go to the next operation, to the next operation. And so when there's a need for a supervisor of the department, they put the person in a supervisory role with absolutely no training whatsoever about how to manage people, how to schedule a department, how to look mm -hmm. at the financials and things like that. And then you wonder why the individual's failing. I said, this particular woman is a very, very capable person. You give me three months of working with her, and I will teach her the things that she needs to know. I'll give her the understanding, and she'll do just fine. And I did. I went out and I sat with her and said, okay, what are the things that you're struggling with? Well, I don't know how to do this. And I, I, I've got a difficult situation with this employee and I'm not quite sure how to handle it. And I, you know, I don't know how to go about scheduling my department. And it's like, okay, well, let's put together some modules of things that you and I could work on. And we sat and we worked together. And, and over a period of the next couple of months, everything kind of came together and you could see day by day, the light bulbs going on in her brain. It's like, oh yeah, and I can do this. And, and and it turned out that things worked out really, really well. But that focusing on those people and realizing mm -hmm. that, you know, that the vast majority of people out there will 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 blossom. They're kind of like a seed planted in the ground. They'll blossom if somebody will just put a little bit of sunshine on them and keep them watered. You know, yeah. and, and they'll grow and they will blossom into that beautiful that beautiful plant. But they need that kind of encouragement and they need somebody who's been there and walked that pathway before them to be willing to say, hey, let me come alongside you and help you here. We'll get some really good things done together. That's really good. And, and what you're calling people to is not an easy road, Gary. You know, it's, it, 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 it wouldn't it be easy if, this, if it was easy, but it's the right road, right? Because this takes patience. It takes uh, wisdom. It takes compassion and courage to be able to say to stop and focus on that one because it's that one that often will uh, it's sometimes the the problem area right uh, but it's also the, the 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 biggest area for a win but uh, it's not easy but but leadership is never easy growing a company is never easy and so for those that that don't have quite the heart nor the perspective for this I would really encourage to think about this in a different way
Yeah, it's very important that we that we think about that and to realize, mm -hmm. as you said, and Zig Ziglar was absolutely right. You don't build a business; you build people, and people build the business. Yeah, uh, that is really that. I I could shout that from the rooftops because it is so absolutely true. And and mm -hmm. really, what you want is you want your goal as a business owner. You want to get to a point where, when it is necessary, you have built such a strong team around you that you can be that absentee manager, that absentee owner. If you have a family crisis and you need to take off for two weeks and take care of it, you should be able to walk out that door and know that when you come back two weeks from now, that business is going to be running as well or better than when you left it. Yeah. If you can, Absolutely. if you can do that, you've focused on the right people and you've got a great team. Indeed. Well said. Yeah. Well, listen, our, our time is coming to a close here, uh, Chris. Uh, number one, I just appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with me. It's, it's such a blessing, yeah. and I've learned so much from our conversation. But, but number two, I think it's really important that our listeners who are in the process of building, or maybe they're just starting a business, mm -hmm. uh, and they want to build a business that has the right ingredients and that has a lot of meaning, um, you know, to be able to, to take it to the next level and to be able to build something that's really, that's really strong. So Chris, I know you've cooked up a special offer for, uh, for our listeners today. So, uh, tell us about it. Tell us, uh, how our listeners can take advantage of the, of the skills that you bring to the table. Absolutely. Thank you. You know, and it, overall, I just want an opportunity to give an opportunity for people to, uh, touch base with me. You know, if any of this, you know, Gary, uh, you know, that we've talked about, any of this has resonated with them. Um, what I'm doing is I've opened up a certain number of free or complimentary one-on-one -on -one business builder discovery sessions. And just for people on this interview or, or this, this call here, um, who are really serious about elevating their income and influence and doing something different in their business and the way that they operate their business. Just some, you know, they're, they're ready to do something different. And so that's really the only requirement, Gary, is, is that uh, they're being willing to take uh, any advice that they hear, and uh, if it makes them feel uncomfortable, even just say, "Hey, this is what this is what I see could be next for you." So let me just describe briefly what a discovery session is and what it's not. It's it's not free coaching. Rather, a discovery session is an opportunity for me to get on the phone uh, with whoever is listening live to determine if and how I can help them. So if, if you are listening, if, if any of this interests you and you want to touch base with me, then, uh, then I'd love to give you one of these sessions. Uh, there's a small application process. It's absolutely free. Um, but what I want to do is take you to a, a URL on the Internet. So that's just the easiest way to do this. The URL is www.strategysessionwithchris.com. So that's strategy session with and then Chris is spelled K-R-I-S.com, www.strategysessionwithchris.com. And um, so what, what you'll know, notice is that you fill out your name and email there, and then what you'll do is you'll be taken to get to a get-to-know-you survey. And basically, I want to get to know where you are in your business so that uh, the best that you can answer those questions, it's going to help that time that when, when we get on the phone be really valuable for you so I'll know how to become equipped and prepared for you. And it just helps it become fun for me. So, again, go to strategysessionwithchris.com. 
dot com, and um, you know I'll take the first uh, handful of qualified applicants, and then um, and then and if those who are listening to this recording, it could be weeks later. Uh, go to that page anyways if this resonates with you. Um, and 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 you know at the end of the day, important enough, we're going to get on the phone and really help you figure out what's that one thing to make that big leap in your business this year. Excellent. Thank you so much for that, Chris. Thank you for the special offer yeah. that you're giving to our listeners today. And and Chris, thanks again for being part of the show. Uh, God bless you, my brother. You're doing a great uh, great you. thing. Uh, keep it up, and <laughs> uh, and God bless you, and just continue to help you move your business forward. Thank you. You too, Gary. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Wow. Great, great uh, session with Chris Hamilton today. Uh, just so glad to have him as a friend and a brother in Christ and to have this opportunity to uh, to talk with him. I'm sure we'll have him back on the show another time. Uh, for those of you who are interested, remember that uh, URL that you can go to is strategysessionwithchris.com, and Chris is spelled K-R-I-S. So please uh, take advantage of that. Uh, having a conversation with Chris is uh, you know, it's just an amazing, uh, amazing experience. As I said, I've had the opportunity to get to know Chris over the last several months, and he is uh, he is really, really great. Thanks again for coming on this Saturday morning and being part of the show. Always love to have you along with us, and we hope that you'll come back next Saturday morning at 11 o'clock for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. Uh, we really appreciate your, uh, your listening to us, uh, not only locally on 1550 AM, but on the Internet from around the country. Uh, just great to have you with us, and we'll see you again next week. Until then, God bless you. Live your life on purpose. See you next week. Thank you for joining us this morning. Please mark your calendars and be sure to join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. And remember, there are a number of resources available to assist you at Gary's website, optex.com. Until next week, may God richly bless you.